Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back on the air. And if you watch CNN, you better keep your hand sanitizer close. And now, here's Max McGuire. Welcome back. Second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Again, this podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. Put up the MyPillow. MyPillow little banner. I like it better when I'm solo with the MyPillow because when I'm on with Joe and we put up this overlay... It's Mike Lindell's face, like over mine, over your face. I, I didn't yeah. tell everybody <laughs> to do that, but I mean, that's <laughs> sort of what happened. I'll, I'll get a hold of the arts. Yeah, that's fine. Really good news. My pillow has lowered the price of their standard queen size. My pillow to lowest price ever of twenty nine ninety nine, but only if you use our promo code CD 21. So you go to mypillow.com, use promo code CD 21, and you will get a my pillow for the lowest price it has ever been offered. Yeah, this is a this is a huge deal. And while you're there, you can check out other things. Bathrobes. They have uh, little cushions to sit on your chair, which I didn't know, but I, I kind of want one of those. Dog beds. The dog beds are fantastic. I mean, my dogs would would sleep on a pile of rocks. That's how dumb they are, but they seem to like the dog beds as well. Um, so check out the other things. And if you use promo code CD21, you'll get up to sixty six percent off. Different items have different percentage, so it's up to sixty six percent off your order. And again, use promo code C21. You'll get a my pillow, queen size mind pillow for the lowest price they have ever offered. Pretty incredible stuff. So as you know, as we mentioned in the top of the first hour, it is Pride Month, Gay Pride Month, LGBT Pride Month. And every every not every day, but periodically, we're gonna show you just how ridiculous all of this is. We have we're not gonna show the actual name. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. I don't want to. I don't want to dox this person, but this is a real tweet. Let me just move it up, just so you can read it. Okay, so we won't show you their actual username. Don't want to be accused of doxing, but this is a real tweet. As happy hashtag Happy Pride Month has begun, rainbow emoji. I would like to share my thread as to why MAP minor attracted person are valid and part of the LGBTQAM plus community. Wow, they are just adding the letters. So it took them a day. Just want to make sure this is all clear. Today, June 1st, first day of Pride Month. It took one day. I'm sure it, it, it probably took less. I'm sure there's someone out there. But on day one, we found someone now trying to add minor attracted persons to Pride Month. No, that's called pedophilia. That's called pedophilia. Now, I, I guess technically... Uh, it's not pedophilia if you're attracted to someone after they hit puberty, it, but it's still statutory rape, um, depending on the jurisdiction, depending on the age. So, it, it, but we'll, we'll shorten it all and just put it all under the pedophilia umbrella. It took one day, it took one day, and we're already at pedophilia. This is going to be a long month. This is going to be a very, very long month. Other news from the Biden administration. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. For the first time since 1991, Joe Biden has imported oil from Iran. That is right. In March, Joe Biden allowed Iranian oil to be imported into the United States, which is illegal under federal law. It is a violation of current sanctions. And we can actually see 1.033 million barrels of Iranian crude. So just to, just to sum up, Joe Biden shut down American pipelines, shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Leftists are also shutting down other pipelines around the country. So he shut that down. He approved a Russian pipeline going into Germany. So that's okay. And now he's buying Iranian oil. So at a time when our oil industry is suffering, 
suffering. Actually, gas prices are up, but the oil industry as a whole is, is still kind of suffering. At a time when they're trying to put our oil industry out of business, they are propping up the Iranian regime as a pretext for Joe Biden re-entering the Iran nuclear deal, which um, <laughs> really interesting stuff with the Iran nuclear deal. They found nuclear material, places that it shouldn't be. I'm going to see if uh, yeah, I can... I can I'm, my Google, my Google Kung Fu is on today. Um, go ahead, go to my screen. This is from Reuters. Okay, I hate how they do these ads. Iran fails to explain uranium traces found at several sites. So the Iran nuclear deal basically says you're allowed to you're, enrich uranium up to a certain percentage at certain locations. But the the deal allows the inspectors to go to other locations to see if they're breaking the compact, which yes, it's possible to sneak uranium and, and, and hazardous materials and, and radioactive materials into other locations, but usually that leaves a little bit of a trace. You can't really hide radioactive materials all that well. So the inspectors went to these other sites that shouldn't have had any uranium and they found traces of uranium. Iran is refusing to acknowledge that, explain it away. They're just going to wait for Joe Biden to give them everything they want again. Max, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Iran, uh, Iran and us are friends, right? We we've been friendly for uh, Iran and who? I, I, um, like Iran, Iran, Iran. Oh no, no, we're we're, we're literal enemies. <laughs> so they don't we're like literal us, enemies, and we're gonna buy their yeah. oil. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, we we we. Well, I don't know if the government bought it, but mm -hmm. Joe Biden's administration allowed it to be imported. So I mean, once it gets to our shores, it, it just gets sold off everywhere. It's Can really hard to tell what that was what. Well, this this is one of those fun little things crime? where, yeah, it, it's actually kind of the highest highest crime we've Why talked about this on the podcast before there's only a couple of crimes that are actually defined in the u.s constitution like and high, one of them treason right and then uh, it's the it's other treason one? yeah it's uh it's it's treason so oh. treason is is giving aid and comfort to the enemy and when you basically take our enemy and you buy 1.033 million barrels of oil from them and you help them, obviously their economy is crumbling. They have nowhere to sell it because the sanctions have stopped it. When you violate the sanctions, violate the law, and you basically send them cash money or allow cash money to flow in, that's giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And we just saw just a couple of weeks ago what it looks like when Iran has money to spend. We saw that in the form of rockets falling into Israeli te territory fired by Hamas. Those are Iranian rockets paid for by the Iranian regime. So, which is why it's so very troubling that Biden just allowed this to happen. And when you look at the timing of it, this happened in March. So you know that Iran had a huge cash infusion in March, April. And what happened immediately after that? Hamas started firing rockets into Israel. Now, it'll be interesting to see if there can be a connection made there. But from a layperson's perspective, it's pretty obvious that when you appease radical terrorists like the Iranian regime, and I'm not even talking about the Iranian people. I love I've met tons of Persian people, Iranian people. They're lovely. They're lovely, hospitable people. Their regime, terrible. When you appease them, as history shows, when you appease madmen, when you appease terrorists, they just hit you back twice as hard. So that was the other news of the day I want to get to before we start talking about what went down. What went down in Georgia. Actually, sorry, one more thing before we get to it. Um, go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This, it's not a huge thing. This just does piss me off. Um, so if you go to google.com, you type in Pride Month and you hit enter, look what happens. Look at this. Yeah, I saw that when you, I Googled it earlier. Isn't that crazy? So everyone listening to the audio version is basically an overlay of gay flags and confetti. 
falling onto the page. Are we allowed to say that's so gay? Um, Are we allowed to say that? Hold on. I'm thinking that one through. I'm going to say no. No. Is that no? <laughs> so you're not allowed to call things gay anymore because that's, you know, you're not supposed to denigrate gay people, which I, I get that. Fine. But this is obviously a celebration of gay pride. So are you allowed to say, wow, that was really gay? That was like viscerally gay? I think that it's fine to call that gay because that's what they're obviously going for. Let's see if I refresh it. If it Do happens you mean like again. gay, like happy? Like, yeah. Happy and no, gay? I think this is just gay. I think this is just gay. Okay, I, I'm just <laughs> checking. I, I mean, I listen, press whoever, whoever designed that obviously was going for gay. So it's clearly, that was, that was very I, you are totally on board with that one. I, I, I agree. Yeah. That was very, that was a very, very gay thing we just all witnessed. So go ahead, take down my screen. Let, let's shift gears. Don't want I, I keep saying we're not going to talk about it, but I keep finding ridiculous stuff. And they keep dragging me back in. <laughs> let's talk about what happened in Georgia. So we have Georgia. We have our friend in Georgia, <laughs> Ruby Freeman, which we'll, we'll play that video a little bit later. She's still not behind bars. We have videotape. Actually, let, you know, we'll just jump to it. We have videotape of Ruby Freeman scanning the same ballots over and over again into a system and we know that those system then takes those ballots or allows those ballots to be adjudicated when a blank ballot's put through allows someone to manually or systemically apply voter intent to ballots that have an error we know there was a ridiculous error rate in georgia and we have video of her putting the same ballots through the scanners over and over and over again let's play this clip let's play uh this is cut six so what are these ballots doing there separate from all the other ballots and why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? Is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules? to supervise the tabulation. We believe that could easily be, and probably is certainly, beyond the margin of victory in this race. Because if it's only three scanners working for two hours, right, that's 18,000 ballots that went through. Same stack going through a second time. <laughs> it's incredible. So we're we ever on camera? There were, we go ahead and cut it. In addition to the four... We have her on camera putting the same ballots over and over and over again. So yeah, she's right. Three, three machines running at full tilt, 3,000 ballots an hour. They're running for two hours. That gives them the ability to process 18,000 fraudulent ballots. Absolutely right. That, 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 the, the math there works out. Now, whether they did, we don't know. But that's the whole reason that we need an audit, need an inspection, a legitimate inspection. Well, that kind of matches what a lot of those affidavits from Georgia have been saying. There have been a lot of people coming forward with affidavits saying that there were tens of thousands, specifically 30,000 fake ballots that got counted in the 2020 election in, in just Fulton County, Georgia. We have this clip from Steve Bannon's war room. Let's play cut number five. With the forensic analysis, looking at these 147,000 mail-in ballots. Now, what is at issue here? There's a couple of key things. Uh, here's the two key things is, were there counterfeit ballots? 
six affidavits. Now, we had four, now it's six. Six affidavits of veteran election officials are alleging that up to 30,000 of these 147 ballots are fake. Somebody printed them up on a machine and ran them through the vote counting machines. They're not real. They're not attached to anybody. They have four pieces of evidence for this. None of these are going away. None of these can be explained. Number one, they're on different paper. What kind of paper are they on? Why isn't the same paper that everything else is on? Number two, they're not folded. Well, what do you mean they're not folded? In order to get an absentee ballot, you have to get it in the mail, which means that the Department of Elections in Georgia machine folded the ballot. You can't have a ballot in an envelope that you mail back or Dropbox back that's not folded. You either got it folded or you sent it back folded or both with an envelope. So why aren't they folded? Number three, you've got 30, you've got the same exact bubble mark on the ballot, the same one for upwards of 30,000 of these ballots, 97% of them voting for Joe Biden, 97% voting for John Ossoff. And the fourth thing is the affidavits say that these, uh, the bubble marks are not made by an ink pen or a pencil, that they're made by a machine. These are the things that they're going to look at. Now, they did an analysis batch of 950 military ballots. 950. I want you to grasp what the findings are. And this is a matter of public record. Nobody made this up. Out of a batch of 950 military mail-in ballots, Joe Biden got 950 votes, Trump zero. That's a hundred percent. That is virtually impossible to have happen. Not only Yes, virtually impossible to have nine hundred and fifty men and women in uniform vote for president and have not one of them vote for Donald Trump. I mean, th that's the kind of thing where it's just like, how can anyone look at that, look at that batch, and say that yeah, we just counted? They're, they're basically they're saying, oh yeah, we just counted a batch of a. Uh, of military ballots. Oh yeah, what was the reaction? Oh, 100% for Biden. How can anyone look at that, listen to that, and not just say that it's not true? It just it doesn't pass the smell test. And we're not talking about military ballots in Vermont or military ballots in New York City. We're talking about military ballots in Georgia, in a red state. The idea that there are 950 military ballots in that batch and not one of them voted for Trump and they all went to Biden, it just it just it defies all sense, all not even common sense, just sense. It's obviously not true. And if it is true, then we need an explanation. Like obviously they can vote how they want, but that's a pretty that's a pretty significant outlier where that if that truly is is correct, we need to study that in depth and understand how that could possibly have happened. But no, the Democrats are claiming that there's nothing to see here. Georgia just spontaneously flipped blue and then had two blue senators. Nothing to see here, even though you have video of one of our people scanning the same batch of ballots over and over and over again at a pace where they could scan enough ballots to exceed the margin. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So there is an audit that's going to be taking place. I believe it's just under 150,000 ballots. They're going to be examined. A judge has authorized. I think they're going to be issuing more rulings on that and on how the audit will take place, but the judge has approved an audit to take place. Fulton County, Georgia. 
this is incredible. This is this is going to stun you if you haven't seen it already. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This was making the rounds over the weekend. Fulton County Sheriff's Office told court they would secure ballots. Yet this weekend, the room where the ballots were kept was left open with the alarm sounding. Perhaps mainstream media covers this failure of Fulton County like they covered county's failure to provide chain of tens of thousands of ballots or the Wuhan lab leak. Yeah, so that is a picture. And we actually have a better picture of that. We go ahead and go, Mr. Producer 2, I believe that's what, image one? No, image two, image, image two, image two, image two. Yeah, there we go. So that's the picture of the building, the secu- quote unquote secure building that was supposed to be housing the ballots for Fulton County. The alarm goes off. And when they get there, they find the door wide open and no one there guarding it. So this is where it gets actually pretty interesting. So as they started realizing, the, the pro audit people started realizing this all was going to take place, they, they started hiring security guards to watch this whole building. Because they say, okay, we're going to have an audit. It looks like we're going to get the audit. Let's just have private security there just to watch it, just to make sure there's no funny business. Well, what did the county do? The county complained. The county said, You're, these private security guards, they're intimidating us. We don't want them there. And if they stay in that parking lot, we're going to arrest them for trespassing. So the judge said, okay, you got to leave the parking lot. You can go out the street, but you can't be in the parking lot close to the doors. So the private security is at the, at the street, not in the parking lot. But the judge also said that, okay, if you're not going to allow private security there, you have to secure it yourself 24-7 security with sheriff's deputies. Well, we learned this weekend the deputies weren't there. Let's go ahead and uh, and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This was making around. This was originally posted by Emerald Robinson, but this is an email. Email going around about that supposed break-in, I guess. And here's what it says. It, it's uh, the alarm on English Street. On Saturday, 5-22-21, Deputy Chris Ernst and James Little were working a detail at 1365 English Street. The alarm went off midday. The building was checked and everything appeared secure. Today... On 5-29-21 at 4.30 p.m., I received a call from Deputy Louis Fredenberg. The alarm was activated. Deputy Fredenberg and Lieutenant Terrence Dukes checked the building and found that the front door was unlocked. They cleared inside the building and closed the door back, but wasn't weren't able to lock the door because the key was needed. Two Fulton County deputies had been in the parking lot during the day, but had left the parking lot approximately 20 minutes prior to the alarm going off. What? Let me let me just summarize this. Not the first time that the alarm's gone off at the building holding off ballots in Fulton County. It went off a week ago. Cops went there, checked, nothing seemed wrong, so secure. Went off again this past weekend, and no one's there. The court required 24-7 surveillance. Not surveillance, but protection. And obviously you understand protective detail with police. Hit or miss. I know we got police police officers listening to the podcast, it's hit or miss. Yeah, shift changes. It's, it's never perfect, right? But this, you have the alarm going off 20 minutes after the cops left the parking lot. So there were no cops there. It happened at precisely the shift change. Yeah, oh no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So this is a violation of the protective order. Judge ordered the cops to safeguard those ballots. That was an order from the judge because the county wasn't didn't feel good about private security sitting in the parking lot watching the doors. It says, okay, private security, you're at the street, 
but you got to have sheriffs there. What happens on a holiday weekend, 20 minutes after the cops have left the parking lot, the alarm goes off. The, the, the building is apparently broken into. He says, oh, we can't tell what was stolen. No one there, no one there to see it. They think you're stupid. I'm just going to say, they think you're stupid. They think that you're not going to see through what this is all about. Yeah, there, there is an audit taking place. So the, the building housing the ballots just got broken into. Conveniently, when there were no police officers. And you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, because the cops have now admitted, no, no, sorry, the security guards, the prison guards have now admitted that they weren't there, that they left. They admitted that. They're getting a plea deal. But he was killed because he didn't kill himself. Go ahead and watch uh, Stephen Crowder, his reenactment. He, Stephen Crowder tried to kill himself in the same manner that Jeffrey Epstein allegedly did. He couldn't do it. He can't. The force doesn't exist. One person cannot strangle themselves by leaning against a, a bed sheet that's tied to a bed. It, it can't happen. Just like that, where the guards leave and all of a sudden he's, he's killed in his cell. Now you have it happening here in Georgia, not with the death, but the guards leave 20 minutes later, it's broken into, and they have no idea what someone broke into it for. Did they access any of the hardware? Did they add more ballots to the count? No idea. No idea. So this is going to be interesting to see how this judge rules, because technically this is considered spoliation of evidence. We've covered this a lot on the podcast. When one party is obligated to safeguard evidence and they fail to, and they fail to, at that point when spoliation of evidence comes into play, it is acceptable to presume that that failure was intentional, that they're hiding something. That doesn't mean that the whole election gets thrown out, but it allows you to treat them like more like, like the, the hostile actors that they actually are. But no, I, I highly doubt that the court's going to come down that. It was just a mistake. The cops left and then just conveniently right after someone broke in. Could have happened to anyone. Could have happened anywhere. They think you're stupid. They really, really do. It's up to all of us to prove them wrong. If you haven't already, sign up for our email newsletter. Link is in the description. We cover these events. We cover these stories. And then we give you the ability to fight back and push back and make sure that your voice is heard. So make sure that you go to the link in the description, sign up for our email newsletter. Also, if you text the word freedom to 89517, you'll get added to our text alert system. You'll get a notification when we go live. Very important, Facebook doesn't notify people anymore. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But if you sign up for the text alert, you'll get that notification. We have a fight, we have a huge fight on our hands. They think that you're dumb. They think you're, you're stupid. They think that they can literally raid the building holding the ballots and get away with it. And, oh no, it was just, it was just a, tr a false alarm. Max, now, it sounds like there's a lot of coincidences there, but anybody in law enforcement, coincidences. anyone in law enforcement who's ever worked it will say, Josh, there's no such thing as a coincidence. I mean, there's, there's a reason, right? And that's just the biggest red flag that's always thrown up. And it's just a yeah. coincidence that somebody was testing an alarm earlier in the week, right? I mean, what sets it off, what doesn't? The response time, right? Because all you have to do is somebody yeah. watch it. And then as soon as the shift happens, they know it's a 20-minute thing. Yeah. He doesn't and, take and, much time and the to whole, do anything. Yeah. And the whole question is, what would someone do in that room? If you had 20 to 30 minutes in a room alone with the ballots, alone with the election machines or whatever is in there, what would you do? 
Well, in, in this case, let's just take the hypothetical possibility to its conclusion. There, let's just presume that there were more Biden votes than there should have been. So that if you go there and, and if, if, if what happened is what we suspect happened, which is people like Ruby Freeman scanning the same ballot over and over and over again, well, there will be multiple ballot, multiple votes counted for that one ballot. So there would be a short. They'd be short the ballots. They count all the ballots and they wouldn't find enough ballots there to support Joe Biden's victory or support the final count. So what do you do? What do you do if you are if you don't want that to be found out? Well, I don't know. Maybe you break into the building and you add precisely the number of ballots that you need to come out looking like you like you're clean. Right. It, well, it just well, seems so on, obvious. Max. You'd have to know where those ballots were at because you're talking about tens yes. of thousands. Right. I mean, you wouldn't be able to but go we know in 20 minutes. We know where. But, well, you don't have to. You just need to plop another box down. Oh, <laughs> I, see, yeah. I mean, you don't know. Well, That's the whole reason. And, and you can know where they are because this is in public court records, right? We know this because they're having arguments in court and saying, well, we don't really like when when <laughs> we don't really like when the, the private security is sitting outside of 1365 English Street. We don't really like that. We would really prefer if the cops were the ones protecting 1365 English Street. And we really prefer if the cops had a shift change that ended at noon. Right. This is all in public records in the courts in the courts. So anyone can see that this is where they're 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 storing the, the documents, storing the ballots. It's just, you know, I get that. I'm just yeah. saying that. I mean, when you lay all that stuff out, how would you know where those boxes are stacked up? It's not like anybody was keeping a list and publicly making that available, right? That list. No, you 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 you'd stored, have to have right? some kind of inside knowledge. Right. You have to have exactly, some kind of inside right? knowledge. I mean, you the yeah. So you'd have to know what was going on there to get inside and look for the votes. But if you wanted to do anything to the voting machines, if they were there. You'd have to have an intimate knowledge or at least a USB stick to do the work for you about what's going on with that machine, yeah. right? So, well, remember, no, nobody we covered this could do on this the podcast. Getting at. Nobody. Yeah. Well, Ruby Freeman, Ruby Freeman isn't the only person involved in this. Her supervisor, let me see if I can find his name. Her supervisor was also involved in it. We have the, the video of the supervisor there. Um, so he's also in this. He also is like politically compromised. He was like, like raking in money on the side. I forget his name. Um, Ruby supervisor. I swear if if Google gives me the gay flag freedom thing again. No, okay. Uh, I, I don't remember his name, but we'll, we'll see if we can look it up. It wasn't just Ruby Freeman. It was all the way up. She was involved with all the people running the Fulton County Elections Office. So it's not like this is a Republican district where Republicans control, which as we've seen in Georgia, it doesn't matter if there's a Republican in charge. You can't count on them to do to act like a conservative. There are there are plenty of examples of Republicans. Look at the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. That's Repub that's a Republican board. They're they're fighting tooth and nail to stop the audit, right? But in this case, it is a Democrat county where these are Democrat volunteers, Democrat supervisors. So yeah, it, it, they would have to have inside knowledge, but considering the fact that the insiders are already suspected of counting blank ballots over and over and over again, it's not that hard of a stretch to think that those same insiders would know where the ballots are being kept, especially given the fact that the, the courts went into such depth explaining where it was. Was the gentleman's name Shane Moss? It might be. Because they were caught discussing voter fraud, according to a news story off of nationallife.com. Yeah. 
It might be. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to dox or accuse anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll see after the show that, if, if I can find it. Yeah, but they were yeah, discussing that kind it, of stuff prior. Whoever she was with, I mean, they were having conversations yeah. according to this story I'm reading, and it's it's troubling. I mean, it's more than troubling. It sounds like a coerced, you know, a, a well thought out plan where you're coercing people to do the the jobs you need inside of them, and all you need is a few yeah. people to turn over election if that's what you were trying to do. You'd only need to do it in three or four key states. In uh, three or four yeah. key jurisdictions, right? That's all. You and, and here, and here's the other thing. The other thing is, so we're we're seeing now. Just came across our desk that the uh, Pennsylvania state legislatures, le- Pennsylvania state legislators, are going to get an on the scene tour of the Maricopa County audit facility on Wednesday. So tomorrow, they're going to be Pennsylvania state legislators traveling to Arizona to look at the audit in real time and get briefed by the auditors, apparently about what they're finding. So yeah, we say that you only need to stop it in one or two places, but it's it's realize that these things have a chain reaction effect. If we find, if the auditors find in Arizona what we suspect they'll find, then that all of a sudden opens up the door for other states, which is why it was so concerning that the judge shut down Antrim County because we learned so much from Antrim County. With Matt DiPerno's lawsuit in Antrim County, we learned so much from him getting into the machines that allowed for Maricopa County to not only have the audit, but to, but to examine the documents, examine the machines, because they know what DiPerno had already discovered in Antrim, right? So it, it, there's layers to this. You pile on, you, you use the successes of previous audits, so if they shut down or, or if they if they disprove or if they, they fraudulently block or or ruin the Fulton County audit, well, all of a sudden, if Fulton County goes, then then you can't use that to look into Pennsylvania, right? You can't use that to look into New Hampshire or other places. So, yeah, it, obviously, they want to stop it wherever they can find it. But if they can if they can shut down these earlier audits, then it's going to be harder for later audits to use what these audits find which is why they're fighting so damn hard to stop Arizona because Arizona, and listen, I've said this on the show from the beginning, from the moment that the election was, was over. If Joe Biden won, that sucked. That sucks. If he won legitimately, that sucks. But if he didn't really win, we deserve to know it, right? If he won legitimately, I'll say, wow, okay. We have a lot of stupid people in this country who voted for a potato. I'll say it if he won legitimately. But we don't quite know that yet. And there's too many red flags to possibly just dismiss them as the left would love you to do. They call it the big lie. They call it the big lie, which is incredible to me because you you, you hear from the from the left, they hated when Marjorie Taylor Greene, when Marjorie Taylor Greene um, compared the COVID stickers to the the stars of David that the Nazis forced. Jews to wear. And as we talked about on the show, the other shapes and tellers that they made other undesirables wear as well. They now they've used this this term to describe everyone who is questioning the election results, election integrity. They say we're perpetuating the big lie, the big lie, the big lie. Well, that is a Nazi term. That's a term that's been used to describe the Nazi propaganda blaming the Jews for pretty much everything wrong with Germany. That was the big lie. The big lie was Hitler convincing Germans to blame the Jews for everything going wrong in their society. So with, in one breath, the left says, oh, we can't use Nazi references. And in the other breath, they compare us questioning election results. They compare us to propagandists 
claiming that Jews were subhuman or that Jews deserved to be sent to concentration camps. It's the most disgusting comparison you could possibly make. So yeah, they, they get their panties in a twist. They get all, they oh, you can't, you can't call COVID stickers stars of David. But in the very next breath, they compare us to, to Goebbels and the other Nazis trying to convince Germans to hate their Jewish neighbors. Pretty disgusting stuff. But yeah, they call it the big lie. The big lie, the big lie, the big lie. Well, we'll see. And listen, I, 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 again, I am more than willing to be proven wrong. If I'm proven wrong, I will be happy because then we can talk about other things. But until that happens, we owe it not just to ourselves, not just to our children, my children, my kids, right? We owe it to generations still not born to get this right, to make sure that the world they inherit is one that is created and formed by legitimate politicians, by legitimate rulers. When my sons grow up, I want them to inherit a country where the laws in place were legitimately enacted, where the, where the, the congressmen, senators who voted on it and the president who signed it were legitimately elected. Right? We, we owe it. We owe it to future generations to get this right because the consequence, we, it, it, unfathomable. The consequence is unfathomable. We're seeing it roll out right in front of our eyes, right? Joe Biden today is in Oklahoma commemorating the Oklahoma race, race riot. Terrible, a terrible moment of history. Absolutely. But what he's also rolling out are new government programs to give extra benefits to people who are African-American, extra benefits to minorities, right? What happened in Oklahoma, what was it, 100 years ago? Terrible, absolutely terrible. But... Biden's nationwide. Did anyone see Biden's uh, Memorial Day speech? Did anyone see it? It was disgusting. He's, he's talking about racism, that we're, we're so a racist country, saying that we're, we're, we haven't lived up to the promise of the founding fathers to have liberty and justice for all. I mean, it, it's really disgusting stuff. He spent Memorial Day just condemning America, which, think in the context of that, you, you have a president. Obviously, he went there, he laid the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, but he gave, he gave that speech and people saying they didn't listen to a word. Yeah, I know. I listened to some of it, so you don't have to. So you, you have these men and women, named and unnamed, who died for this country, and you have a president up there claiming that they died for an imperfect country, which, yeah, I get it. We're not perfect. We're not. But you don't lead with that on Memorial Day. We celebrate... We celebrate the men and women who died for a racist country. I mean, that's the message Joe Biden was giving. We celebrate the men and honor the men and women who died perpetuating systemic racism. That's the message you give when you dive in and talk about racism and sexism and bigotry in a speech commemorating Memorial Day. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. We're seeing this right out in front of our eyes of what it looks like when a man who doesn't deserve to be there gets control of the most powerful position on planet Earth. And yeah, they're going to try and distract you. They're going to try and distract you as much as he can. The you have, I know Joe is very interested about the aliens. Another story, UFOs, videos of UFOs. It's interesting. The fact that our entire society isn't freaking out over it, I think should tell you that it isn't as, as earth-shattering as some people might think. But they're going to try and distract you in any way that they can. You try and give you free money, distract you from the complete shit show that is 
the Joe Biden presidency. And if this man was not duly, uh, duly elected, we need to know this. I mean, I, I saw something in, in just uh, in the break where Donald Trump is apparently telling people close to him that he expects to be reinstalled as president sometime by August. Don't believe that hopium. There is no pathway. There's no constitutional pathway for that at all. It's like you can't unskin a cat. You can't uninaugurate a president. Now, I mean, technically, if we want to get technical, Republican, Donald Trump could be elected Speaker of the House. It's hard to do, but you'd need some Democrats to come over or Republicans would have to steal Democrat seats. It's possible, but this would never happen. Donald Trump would need to be elected Speaker of the House. And then the House would have to impeach both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And then the Senate would have to convict them both simultaneously, at which case the Speaker of the House becomes president and Donald Trump's president again. That's the only that's the only way short of Donald Trump being added to Joe Biden's cabinet that he could possibly become president before the uh, well, I guess he could be he could be the uh, he could be one in the leadership of the Senate with the, the Senate um, president pro tempore. He could be that position. That's unlikely too. Short of that, Donald Trump will not be installed as president in August. Don't buy that hopium. But just because that is impossible doesn't mean it isn't worthwhile to get to the bottom of this election fraud. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the country. People asking for the poll results on DLive. Right now, Facebook, our Facebook audience, is pretty solid on this. 91% say this is more conservative. 8% say Abbott. I understand that. I'm not entirely happy with, with Abbott. He made a lot of mistakes during the pandemic. He he flip-flopped on masks and things like that. Um, I'm not entirely happy. But just in terms of the last couple months, I think that they're more neck and neck than the polling suggests. 80, 91% saying DeSantis, 9% saying Abbott. I, I understand that though. DeSantis has been doing a lot of really good things. Um, I just would I would have expected to be closer than that. <clears throat> so we, we still have time to take any calls. We've had a couple of trolls calling in that, that Ms. Brewster has dutifully dispatched. But if anyone wants to call on 888-441-1121, still do have a little bit of time to get to your calls before the end of the show. Well, I know I want to talk about, it, but they always drive. They always drag me right back in. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Kellogg's launches gay pride cereal that encourages buyer to choose characters pronouns. So you get to decide whether the Kellogg's toucan, toucan. Oh no, they have all of them. They have the right. They have Tony the Tiger. They have the Snap, Rice Krispie Treat elves. Snap, they have crackle, Snap, crackle, and pop. pop. They have the, uh, the, 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 what was that? The cornflakes, uh, the cornflakes rooster. What's yeah. the frog? I forget what the frog, for, I forget was, what the frog uh, is for, but, uh, go, um, oh, is that one honey cereal? Honey smacks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honey smacks. Yeah. And then yeah. was it toucan, toucan, Sam, he's for fruit, fruit loops. Fruit loops. Um, so basically <laughs> Kellogg's wants you to decide whether they have, how they identify. So whether it's toucan what? Sam or toucan Samantha, is that what you're telling me? I, I, I guess, or or, or it's Toucan Sam, but he identifies as a woman, and his okay. preferred pronoun is her. I mean, this is so, ugh, this is so stupid. So call her Toucan Sam. See, I almost did it there. See, I, I can't keep up with the. This is so stupid. He, her, she, they, them stuff. Now, I just can't. This is just so stupid. It's so stupid. I, I'm I'm running out of things to boycott. I'm, I mean, like, okay, I, I won't buy Kellogg cereal. I, I, do. I don't like. Fruit I do. I love fruit. I mean, loops. they're okay. They're okay. They're much better than the generic store brand oh, that comes in the bag. Come that on, is man. for sure. Yeah. Um, 
course. But I mean, like, at some point, they have to realize this is a bad guy, bad idea, right? At some point, they they have to realize that they're not going to win this fight and they're going to lose. I mean, you, you look at transgender people in the country. Are they transgender people in the country have less than have a, fra- a they're a fraction of a fraction of a percent. I Agreed. just why would would anyone in business like this cater to that fraction of a fraction of a percent and turn off a third to half of the country? I, I just don't get it. it well, it's just the World. virtue signaling is insanity. I, I forgot to take pictures, but you should have seen all of the pride stuff that was up everywhere. And then the pride sections and the clothing. And then some of the characters were looking rather ambiguous. You know what I mean? Just some of the stuff yeah. on those mini parades they do. And, you know, they're certainly catering to that. That's all I'm saying about that experience. But they didn't sell as much stuff as shirts that said, this is the most expensive day ever, or I am with the bride or the groom and something with Mickey. Have you seen the crazy t-shirts at Disney World? No. I have not. You should check that out. I have not. But a lot of pride stuff. Uh, I, I know. A lot. I know they've been doing, I know they've been doing a lot about letting people like express themselves. Like, so now at Disney World, you, you can be a cast member and have tattoos, have piercings. Personally, it, when I go to Disney World, I've been many times. I'm not looking to, to learn how individual cast members express themselves. I'm looking for an experience where I feel like I'm completely immersed, right? Where I don't think I'm in a theme park. I think I am in some magical place, right? I don't want to be walking next to Cinderella's castle and see some guy with 30 piercings and a bunch of tattoos. It's going to it's going to ruin the magic, right? But Disney World is going to let these cast members now completely just express themselves. With how much the vacations cost, I'm not really interested in going all the way to Florida just to learn how the guy selling me the I don't know, the the turkey leg what what sexual identity he identifies as. I, I'm not interested in it, right? Not interested at all. I did just send this something something to you, Mr. Producer. I can't believe I forgot about it because this is truly one of the most disgusting moments in American history. And I want to make sure we get to it before we end the show for the day. I'm sure you've all seen it by now. Joe Biden, before Memorial Day, this was right. This was, I think it was Friday. He gave a speech and Joe Biden is now the first president. I'm not, I, I haven't done all the research. I am going to venture a guess and say that Joe Biden is the first American president ever to stop a speech in order to compliment an elementary aged girl on her legs. Yes, that happened. Joe Biden, good old Uncle Joe. This is how you start Pride Week. Like complimenting young girls about their physique. Joe Weird. Biden. Yeah, this is this is creepy stuff. This is like, obviously, it's 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 not funny because when you are in this stage of dementia, which we have long covered, Joe Biden is in. He is obviously suffering from mental decline. When you lose that internal filter and you lose the ability to stop yourself from saying the thoughts in your head that you don't really want people to hear, things like this start coming out. And we I'm not going to play them all, but the internet is full of clips of Joe Biden just fondling young children, like groping them. I mean, it's, it's disgusting stuff. This is sickening. Well, now he's in office, the most powerful man in the world, going into Memorial Day weekend, giving a speech, and he stops because he wants to. He wants to tell a young elementary school age girl how attractive she is. We're going to play it, and you can decide whether you think this is out of bounds or not. 
Let's play the clip I just sent over to you, Mr. Producer. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm honored to be joined today by Governor Northam and by two great representatives of the Commonwealth, Congressman Laurie and Congressman Scott. And I want to thank, uh, thank you for all that you do to represent these service veterans because they're devoted to you. The family members, the caregivers, survivors will call Virginia home. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her legs caught. Brittany, you're doing triple duty as a veteran, a military spouse, and a teacher. So, yes, Joe Biden stopped his speech, went off script to compliment a young girl. Some people said she was six, seven. Some people said 10 or 11. Middle school age. Oh, sorry, elementary school age girl. Compliment her and says she looks like a 19-year-old because of the way she crosses her legs. Now, on the show, we've talked to a lot of experts in topics like grooming sexual abuse, sexual assault. We talked about, I talked to a lot of experts like this. One of the ways that people will try to groom young girls is to make them believe that they are, even though they're underage, to make them believe that they're pretty much of age, to make them feel like, like they're, they're not a little girl, they're a woman now. And it's to compliment things like the way, the way she does her hair, or the way she crosses her legs. We just had the president of the United States compliment an elementary aged girl and say she looks like she is of age because of the way she crosses her legs. This is beyond troubling. It's beyond creepy. Everyone we've talked to on this issue, if we had them back on, would point to this as a key example of, 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 of what grooming and what pedophilia is like. The full quote, I love those barrettes in your hair, man. I'll tell you what, look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there like a little lady with her legs crossed. That is the full quote. And she is a young girl. Same thing happened with George Floyd's daughter. Joe Biden was giving a speech. You don't have the clip, but Joe Biden was, was talking with reporters last week about how he was so happy to put George Floyd's daughter on his lap messed up this is beyond messed up it's it's these aren't punchlines. these are this is this is what pedophilia looks like this is what this is what happens when you have this little secret in your head and you lose the ability to filter it out it's disgusting it's sick oh but no donald trump sends out the mean tweets i'll tell you i could really i could really go for a mean tweet a dollar 70 ga- gallon of gas and a president that doesn't sexualize young girls. I could really go for one of those right now. Wouldn't you? Sick, sick stuff. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. The links are available in the description. Oh, wait, we didn't. Did we read Air Make Care Network yet? We didn't. No, we didn't. you should. Uh, I got to make sure I do that before we leave. Today's podcast brought to you by Air Make Care Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach, if, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, if you, if you like the outdoors, you hiking, off-roading, hunting, fishing, anything, 
or if you just live in a rural or suburban area, very important that you check out our sponsor, Air Medicare Network. They basically, they protect you. If you have to be airlifted to a hospital, they protect you from being charged those exorbitant fees. We've had people message into the podcast that they had to get airlifted, cost them 50 grand, 47 grand, 47,000, 35,000. It's excessive for, for a helicopter ride one town to another. It doesn't have to be that way. If you sign up with Air Medicare Network for as low as $85 a year, and that's less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time, but for one year, it's 85 bucks. That protects you, your wife, your entire household should disaster strike and any of you need to be airlifted to a hospital. This is common sense coverage because your health insurance will not cover it. They probably won't even co cover a regular ambulance, let alone an air medical transport. So you're going to make sure you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll receive up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Free money. So again, go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. I had to make sure we read that. This is the, the final week of Air Medicare Network as the sponsor in the middle of the show, starting a, a new one next week. I think Air Medicare Network is then going to shift to the the uh, the opening ad read. So they'll still be around, but uh, apparently you guys are buying the hell out of this Air Medicare Network because before we've even sent them a single report on how many people have downloaded or listened to the podcast, they've already just re-upped. So obviously you guys are buying the hell out of it, which it's good, right? This is really important coverage that if you live in an area or you spend a lot of time outdoors, it's common sense stuff. $85 covers you for a whole year, you and your entire household. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio version of the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Very important. The way that we prove the numbers to these advertisers is through audio downloads. They don't really care as much about the live stream. They care about the audio downloads after the fact. So even if you watch us live, subscribe. That way, if you can't watch us live one day, you can listen as you're going to or from work once they get posted. Um, so we really will appreciate that. And if you have an iPhone, an iPad, or a MacBook, please go to the link for Apple Podcasts and leave us a good five-star review. Five-star review. Help us climb back up in those rankings. So we go live on Facebook, uh, Twitch, DLive, and conservative-daily.com, 2 p.m., on weekdays now we might i don't think we're going to do the weekend podcast but we're going to start doing extra podcasts beyond just the daily one um, so make sure you check us out and subscribe to all four locations so you get those notifications text the word freedom to 89517 you'll get a text alert and make sure you check out that link to join our email newsletter very very important well that's going to be it for this edition of the conservative daily podcast my name is max mcguire joe couldn't make it today he should be back tomorrow i am going to be in colorado just booked my flight for the Bandamere Raceway thing on the 24th. I'll be there. So if, if you're going to go, make sure you say hi. Should be a fun time. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>